2: Swindon
3: Town. Hello, Ryan. Good morning, Rich, and good morning, everyone. To our transfer deadline day presser, full of little bit of transfers and, and more, kind of dissecting Colchester and previewing Crawley.
0: Oh, it's a busy pod, and neither of us have time for busy pods, but here we are. Yes, it is at time of recording, about halfway, almost halfway through deadline day. Very quiet so far, but lots and lots to talk about. Um, But of course, Ryan, we start with Colchester. And yesterday, I went on a nice walk around Bristol with my little boy because he needed to sleep. And sometimes he only sleeps in his pram. <laughs> so be it. And uh, I was just around Temple Meads, and I, I walked past some people. The sun was shining. There was no need for coats. And I just walked past a group of people, and I had that whiff of cigarettes. I don't smoke, but I just had that familiar whiff of cigarettes and and aftershave. And it just felt like a match day in April when the season's coming to end, and it's sunny but cool, and... Uh, It made me very excited for Tuesday, and given how it ended against Colchester at the weekend, it's probably the best way to see uh, the upcoming fixture, isn't it?
3: It is a bit of a a bit of hope, you know. That's what we like to hear, isn't it? It's a it is a massive game Tuesday, I have to say, and I I can't speak to Ben Garner about it because you know Swindon are possibly you could say going the wrong way down the table at the moment. They want to be pushing up rather than dropping out, and. And it's getting a little bit precarious. So a massive game for Swindon, and in my eyes, they have to win it.
0: What was your reaction when you when you found out about the manner of Swindon's uh, draw?
3: Well, I was I was in the middle of a rugby match, and I just finished. And I thought I'll just check on the uh, football in the changing room. And I I have to say, uh, you have to let out a little bit of a laugh because <laughs> down to nine men, uh, eighty seven minutes, second red card, and then ninety plus two minute, they they score that equalising and you're just ah. Uh... If you don't laugh, you'll cry, type of reaction. So I think I've watched the highlights back. Swindon played well. Just couldn't take their chances in front of goal, which unfortunately we've we've probably said a, a little bit too much this season.
0: Ryan, it's Swindon town.
3: It is. It's it's, it's it's one of those things that you could say it's it's the most swindon thing that, that could possibly happen, isn't it? <laughs> Down to against nine <laughs> men and, and you can see to, you can see it in that fashion at the end of the game. So well I don't know what else to say. But it's just deflated. <laughs> it's just it's just one of those things, isn't it? We can't we can't do anything else about it.
0: Well, I guess the most important reaction we want right now is Ben Garner's from this morning's presser. Uh, what did he have to say about the draw? Well, first of all, I'm a bit offended that you care more about Ben Garner's reaction than my reaction. But we will
3: move on anyway. But we'll regard deal with that. it. Um, hugely frustrating. Very frustrating um, in the way that Swindon dominated the game for him to come away with one point. It's kind of a replication of quotes almost similar to that of the Bristol Rovers game, although I feel this this is a little bit even more frustrating for him. Uh, 90% of what we did was very good, he said, but 10% was finishing those chances, not switching off at the end. We created numerous opportunities. I agree with that point. Dominated possession, I agree with that point. And it's just a shame that they didn't get the three points which he felt Swindon deserved. Partially agree with that point because you don't deserve any more than what you get if you don't take your
0: chances. Mm, yeah, okay then. Well, Next up is Crawley Town, and Crawley Town are having a Crawley Town season. So every time I seem to look them up, they, they seem to like be losing, but they're still comfortably mid-table. Um, so I'm perhaps being unfair on them. They, they, they won their last game, quite impressive really, a late win at Bradford City. Um, so that stopped a rot of uh, no wins in three for them. People that you might remember, uh, in terms of who they have in their squad, Mark Marshall, ex-Windon Town, and a couple of former trialists, Jack Powell, Tom Nichols, Tom Nichols, who looked close to joining us, he went on tour of Manchester and the North West, didn't he, with Richie Wellens, and he didn't quite get a deal, and he's been with Crawley ever since. What, what did Garner say about this one? Because, like you said, it, it's a biggie, really, for momentum purposes. It is a massive
3: game for momentum and, and Bengal touched on that you hear a little bit of audio uh, from him where he touched on on that feeling of momentum but it was it was a replication of a lot of what we hear him say about other teams but in many ways I feel like he thinks that Crawley are similar to Swindon in terms of the way that you know they've not got the biggest budget in the team Swindon albeit can't actually use any of their budget but you know Crawley don't have a big budget to use. They don't have this academy system where they can look to develop players, but he he had a lot of respect for John Yems, their manager, and what he was doing this season. You described it as a a crawly season. In many ways, it is. They seem to have this knack of winning a game, then losing a couple, or drawing a game, then a win, then losing a couple. So they're really struggling for momentum. But Ben Garner's wary of what they are doing away from home of course they had that that good win against Bradford at the weekend so hopefully for Swindon that means they're due a loss now uh, but they have a lot of quality in their team it, they can be a match with anyone in this division was Garner's view and and Swindon have to be at our very best to, to win which is what he says often and and moving on to the next point I guess it, it kind of turns into the idea of it's another home game that Swindon now need to look to turn a draw into a win
0: yeah we're we're unbeaten in three of course two draws and a win But I already get this sense that I wouldn't say people are turning on Ben Garner, but the sort of fluffy, you know, we almost went out of business that summer mentality has worn thin for a lot of people and there are criticisms. And of course, there's, there's nothing more frustrating than not being able to see out a game against nine men. Again, I always like asking this question because... I've said it before, he, he tends to talk in the same way, win, lose or draw. Is is, is that the same? Very much so. He's a very level-headed character. Um, I agree with
3: you on, on what you're saying about kind of, dis- dis- not disruption, I wouldn't call it, but a couple of rumblings going on from some sections of fans highlighting some of the woes or worries that they have about Ben Garner. I actually saw a comment the other day saying we need... A new, a new manager in, I, I don't agree with that, but I, I can understand that some fans are <laughs> uh, getting frustrated. That was the first of those types of comments I, I've seen on Ben Garner. Um In terms of how we're developing, I, I, I'm, I'm very much on Ben Garner's side. I think that he's still doing a good job. I think, you know, given the parameters that Swindon have to work in, you look at how well we've actually done in this transfer window, despite the fact that we've lost place, we've done very, very well. We're still in with a shout. A couple of points are in the automatic places, a couple of points, dropped and, and you're outside the playoffs it's going to be a very tight end to season but the performances are good and, and, and unfortunately as fans we always in this modern day and age look at a manager and if the team aren't picking up 0.6 his fault again the other day at Crawley he set the team up he's picked a team that's created chances it's the players that just couldn't finish in front of goal and and sometimes it's up to them to that it's not always the, the head coach or the manager's
0: fault no absolutely well who's available for Tuesday in terms of um, the absentees from recent weeks well, the absentees are still the absentees.
3: Jack Payne and Matthew Bowdry are still unavailable for selection. Matthew Baldry's is back in team training. Uh, we understand that. He, he's fully trained with his team. Just given how long he's been out, they don't want to risk rushing him back in. And of course, with, with Brandon Cooper signing as well in defence, there's, there's plenty of options there in those defensive positions for Swindon. Jack Payne will be back in team training Thursday. Fitness-wise, he is fantastic. Ben Garner actually said that Jack Payne will come back into the building and back into team training on Thursday, fitter than what he was before his injury because of how much effort effort he's put in. Um, They just want to make sure his knee is fully healed. So I wouldn't expect to see Jack Payne at home on Tuesday or on Saturday, but good news is they're both, they're both back in fit, uh, both back in team training. And, and apart from that, there is one player that is waiting a a late fitness course, in the training this afternoon, as opposed to this morning. And, of course, the new additions are coming in today. Louis Barry and Brandon Cooper, but both in the building and, and both will be in the squad tomorrow.
0: Well, you're wrong on the uh, Jack Payne front because Crawley have a player called Jack Payne. So Jack Payne will be playing <laughs> on on Tuesday and it'll give a couple of people um, a, a little senior moment, perhaps, um, as they see his name called out in the Crawley team. But I assure you it's not our one. Okay, so we're going to talk about the new players in just a moment, but it's a good time to talk about how... Ghana will line up. I kind of think, given the way he, he did things at the end of the last window, I, I don't see many changes from the eleven that started to get to top Colchester. Maybe you got old-fashioned Leiden goes out, Gladwin goes in. I don't necessarily expect the two new guys that we know about to waltz straight into the squad. I think they might be substitutes on the day, replacing Aguilar and Dabray. What do you think?
3: I have to agree with yourself on that one. I can't see see much change going on in that team. I think a lot depends on who this player is that is waiting a scan. You know, off the top of your head, you'd probably look at Johnny Williams and say it could be him. Unfortunately, is one player look at. Then it would pave the way for possibly Louis Barry to come in and start making a statement. I'd expect to see uh, Barry and Cooper both come off the bench to at least get some minutes under their belt in front of the county crowd. But, I have to say, Rich, very much the same as a Saturday with possibly a change of Leiden out and Ben
0: Gladwin in. Yeah, I'm going 3-1 for this one. I'm really excited for this game, not in a in a sort of rose-tinted way. I'm always very interested to see how we, when we, we have results, that sort of hit us. Usually they're losses, but this draw certainly was a, was a dent to morale. So good luck to them. I really hope we can give uh, Crawley a bloody good hiding. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, some some very strong words there. Bloody good idea, like my granddad giving his pre- <laughs> hopes on the Thank you very game. much. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go for slightly closer. I think the nerves are there a little bit at the moment for Swindon Town. There's been a lot of changes and a lot of adjusting to do as well. Two on Swindon, though, and and I think it'll be all square going into the last
0: 20 minutes. Oh, late drama. We'll we'll take it. OK, he was asked about the pack schedule, and it is an absolute humdinger of a February coming up. I think it's seven games, isn't it? Um, only two midweeks off, and we're just about to go into Saturday, Tuesday. Well, we're in Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday now. Well, it is a very busy schedule.
3: Like you said, you've got seven games there. Um, and five of those are home games as well. So so plenty of action at the county ground. And this could, this will, in my eyes, given those home games, be, be the make or break in Swindon season this month of February and, and some tough opposition in there as well. For Ben Garner, it was interesting. He, he he touched on that and said, we want to make sure performances are good. Also, we need to use the squad to rotate players. But he really wanted to pay put a little bit of focus on the fact that Swindon need to still make sure that they are coaching and developing players. It's not just a case of, Play a game, recover. Play a game, play recover. Play a game, recover. They want to be developing players because a lot of players that perhaps haven't had as many games they would have liked are going to be used over this schedule. Uh, We've got a run of home games. Our home form has improved, he said, but no, it's unbeaten in five at home. Three of those are draws, however, and he touched on the point that we need to turn draws into wins and and try to improve that that form even further. So, I think for Ben Garner, it's just about making sure. The county ground is rocking, making sure that the, the atmosphere is there to pick the team up and more importantly, making sure that we avoid any more performances like Colchester where we dominate but don't get the points.
0: Yeah, he did He did get a question about support from fans. And I've got to say, as a fan who will, who will be there, I'm not making up excuses for lack of atmosphere. We all do our bit. But Tuesday night, Crawley, cold it's always a difficult one to uh <laughs> these are the sort of games that really do struggle to generate much of an atmosphere crawley won't take that many i imagine we need the players to give us a performance that we want to sing about don't we i mean i know it doesn't necessarily work both ways you've got to support your team through no matter what but in terms of atmosphere we react to what we're seeing in front of the in front of our eyes don't we Well, like you do and that's that's
3: the way we are as fans and sometimes as fans we potentially expect the football to be free-flowing, high-scoring every single game, week in, week out. As you said, a Tuesday night at home against Crawley at the very start of February does test your commitment as a fan. I can understand that. <laughs> it tests your commitment as a journalist, let me tell you as well. <laughs> um, but it's, <laughs> it's one of those games whereby it's really important for Swindon, like I said, this month. I don't I don't know if you agree, Rich. It'd be interesting to get your thoughts. I, I just feel that this month, we have to win at least out of those five home games that I've touched on. I feel we have to win at least four of those to to really keep pushing on. And, and if you want to challenge for the automatic spots, that, that's, the, that's the results you need.
0: Yeah, this is the time of the year where teams fall and others rise. So we've, we've already seen Mansfield. They might have gone a bit too early with their incredible form. But there are always a few that when you look on January 1st, they're nowhere to be seen could be Bristol Rovers, for example, who have had a few positive results of late. And what Swindon have to do is make sure that they're not one of the teams to make way for those momentum sides. So I definitely, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a relaxed football fan. What will be, will be. But if we do want to get out of this division, ideally via the automatics, then we have to win some of the majority of these games in February. We have to win the majority of the games that we have remaining. But if we come out of February in in still in the playoff picture then we, we're we going to be scrapping right until the end aren't we we are like you said
3: you look at those teams I'm just looking at the table now you, you such on Mansfield possibly going a little bit early but if they can keep that, that runner form going then that is absolutely fantastic for them and there'll be a team that's looking at those automatic spots saying actually we'll fancy ourselves in there other teams coming up Bradford always they can they can either crumble or they can rise to the top. You know, that's one of the teams that Swindon always look at and, and the rest of the league looks at with the budget they've got and the stadium they've got in sport. They've got a team that can always challenge for the playoffs. Salford are an unknown quantity who who knows what they will do. And even the likes of Bristol Rovers possibly pushing into that area as well, which would just break Swindon fans' hearts, wouldn't it, if if we fell out of the playoffs and Bristol Rovers went into them. I wouldn't say it's... We're at panic stations in terms of look, we're not going to get the playoffs. We won't be challenging for the automatic spots. We know how good this team is on their day. It's just now about ironing out those results. And, I, and in the press conference today with Ben Garner, I sensed that frustration as well and, and sensed the importance of how much this month means to him and the team.
0: Yeah, Exeter's going to be absolutely great fun on the weekend. <laughs> um, and you you always got to think about Port Vale. Port Vale got kind of stitched up by points per game average. Um, a couple of years ago and then they had a lot of their games called off during the Christmas period of this season uh, due to COVID and they were doing really well and they're falling off a cliff a little bit this year um, as a result of um, that big break so uh, football's great isn't it you're just so desperate to get out the division in a positive way and there's these other clubs, Ryan, that just will not let you do it easily.
3: <laughs> <laughs> just let us be promoted, please. <laughs> That's what oh, we
0: want. So, clapping. Be cool, League Two. We'll leave. We'll leave quietly and with dignity. Just let us get out, please. Okay, we we'll move now to all things transfer window, starting with the players that are, are through the doors. They're in. Louis Barry, massive signing. If you go by reputation. His loan spell at Ipswich Town did not go to plan, but he came onto the national scene when he scored a goal in the FA Cup, didn't he, against against Liverpool um, a year or so ago. And of course, he spent a year in La Masia with the Barcelona youth set-up, which is, you know... You don't just walk in there if you've got a bit of talent, do you, you walk into there because you've got a lot of it. We've also got Brandon Cooper and a lot of people that know a lot about EFL are wondering how on earth he's dropped down to League Two from Swansea on loan for the rest of the season. So that's what you want to hear, isn't it? That's the store stuff you want to hear and today might be finishing touches, but what did Ghana have to say about the guys through the door so far? He was
3: full of praise for those two signings that you just mentioned there, uh, Louis Barry and Brandon Cooper. Of course, Louis Barry, you, you spoke about his reputation there. The fact that he was the first Englishman to ever join Barcelona's famous La Masia Academy, then was signed on a, on a very large fee for that for his age, um, when he came back to Aston Villa for 800,000 pounds. Since then, that loan move to Ipswich didn't perhaps go the way he wanted to, but at Swindon Town, Garner feels like he, he's going to be getting a lot of minutes. Um, These were two targets that Swindon had been working hard on. Brandon Cooper was actually Swindon Town's top target going into this window, especially once Romney Critchlow left and and once Swindon were aware that he would be leaving. They they really wanted Brandon Cooper. Both come into the building today, into training. Both will be in the squad tomorrow. Uh, Brandon had lots of offers from several League One clubs, but Swindon made their case of how they wanted to play football. And eventually they didn't deviate away from that. He knew they weren't going anywhere. We weren't looking to move on to anyone else, which was a risky strategy but it's paid off and, and he's in the door and, and what a signing both of those players could be for Swindon. for for On Louis Barry in particular, Ben Garner said he's a huge talent. He gives us lots of competitions. He's got a brilliant England youth level record. And and he highlighted, he, Ben Garner doesn't like to ever really touch on individuals too much, but he said if Louis Barry comes to Swindon, fits him well in this group, he could be one of those players that lights up the second half of the season. And he certainly could be.
0: Yeah, we want him to be the future sort of Michael Carrick, James Milner signing where we can see his career kick on in a few years and we can say, wow, he played X amount of games for us. We taught him everything he knows, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, it's it's clearly, I, I'm going to maintain the a lot of his achievements so far have been in development football and we need to see what he's like in senior. Ipswich didn't go to plan, no idea why that didn't, not going to hold that against him. I'm just really looking forward to seeing what Ben Garner and co. can get out of him. It should be good fun. Not much was said about Brandon Cooper, though. No.
3: Not too much apart from the fact that, like like I said, he had lots of offers from several League One clubs. Uh, ben Garner said that he's, he's he's a very good player and, and actually the way that Swansea like to play football is similar to how Swindon likes to play football, which is probably why this was the lone move that he wanted to pick out of all the others. I think a lot of the move for Brandon Cooper, as you touched on, was just kind of, Okay, wow, we've got him. <laughs> now what? <laughs> now now we have to actually use him and I'm sure he'll slot in straight into that Swindon Town side. Possibly tomorrow's a little bit too early for him to start the game, but we could we could be proven wrong and I have to say, if you look at that defense, there's certainly some players that are going to be wary of keeping their position in there. It's a
0: big talking point at the moment is how do you crowbar these players in without changing the the formation? the setup and we'll soon find out or indeed who loses their place in the side if we are keeping the same setup so that's all things we can we can see over the next week or so sad news or bad news was confirmed that Tyree Simpson and Kane Kessler Hayden aren't coming back no major surprise but I think many town fans would have stayed up until the deadline window closing in the in the hope that 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 would, at least one of them would come back. It sounds like Kessler Hayden is off to MK Dons, which might have come out the blue. It Seems that way, doesn't it? Where maybe Aston Villa will wait until the very end of the window, see what offers were out there before committing to Swindon. Kessler Hayden is disappointing because he was beginning to really kick on. I'm not going to say he was the world beater that we were told he was going to be, but in, in the the appearances just before he was recalled. And of course, encapsulated by his final display, which was a terrific game against Man City. Then it became no surprise that if you are going to send him out on loan again, it's probably best you send him to a higher level.
3: On Kessler Hayden and Tyree Simpson, you're touching it there. Both of them will not be coming back to Swindon. Tyree Simpson, then Garner spoke to us about the fact that it all depended, and we spoke about this the other day actually, Rich was how quickly he got a new contract signed. He's gone back to Ipswich. If he had got a new contract signed over the weekend, it looked very likely he'd be then back at Swindon. It hasn't happened. He hasn't signed a new deal as of yet, which means that Ipswich will now look to either sell him this window today, or they'll look to sell him in the summer when they trigger that one-year extension on on his contract that they have there. He will not be coming back to Swindon. But with Kane Kessler Hayden, there was you, if you could have been in that Zoom call, you would have realised looking at Ben Garner and what he was saying, there was a real sense of frustration here because all the conversations with Aston Villa had been positive. Swindon were in frequent contact. Yesterday, it was confirmed to them that he would not be coming back to, to, to town. Um, and the discussions was that if he wasn't in the Premier League setup with Aston Villa for the remainder of the season, then he would be coming back to Swindon. That was Ben Garner's understanding, Ben Chorley's understanding. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem to have been that Aston Villa were true to their word. What has happened is they've looked at Kane, Castle Hayden. He will not be in their Premier League team. And instead, as you mentioned, he, he now seems set to be going out to mk dons and playing in league one at that higher level so a little bit of i don't want to say betrayal but a little bit of kind of possible naivety on swindon's part for believing every word that came out of villa's mouth and also possibly a little bit of bending the truth from the birmingham club as well so very disappointing not to see him back but swindon have made some very good signings albeit and hopefully ben garner said that they're now targeting someone in his position they've got someone in mind And that'll be hopefully the sign
0: that comes through your door today. In fairness to Villa, they've given us one of their biggest prospects. (laughs) So, so, you know, I I, I don't think there'll, there'll be a war of words between them. I think it's an honor system, isn't it? You, you hope the word, their word is enough and they've got to protect their player and their player could be playing at a high level. And that would say to me that there's more chance of Kessler Hayden being a part of the first team setup next season. So it could be in prep for that either way, disappointing, but You know, we'll we'll move on. And Tyrese, good on him for not signing his contract. If he didn't want to sign it, then he shouldn't sign it. So, and we'll see. We'll see him in the summer. That's it. And we'll see him in. And we'll see him in the summer in a friendly against a championship side. So, oh, I I (laughs) meant I meant
3: signing him in the summer, but Rich, I know (laughs) what you meant. I
0: know. I don't know exactly what you meant, but I just didn't agree. So, so you know, I'm sure he'll sign for Swansea, and we'll play him in the summer or whatever, and um, all will be well. But I've seen a lot of. Sort of the fans say, just sign the contract so you can come back. You, that's not the way it, it goes, you know. We we are the we're caught in the crossfire of this, and it's one of those things. But you absolutely shouldn't sign a contract if you if you don't want to be there. It's no good for Ipswich. It's no good for the player. So if that means he's just got to see out the rest of the season in the under twenty threes or, or join someone today, then I wish him all the best. He he was brilliant. So oh well. No one's leaving now, by the sounds of it, but we'll soon find out. I'm still damaged by DJ's departure last year. (laughs) Um, It doesn't sound like any outgoings. A couple will go out on loan. I think we know how that will play out. And, of course, we lost uh, the services of Anthony Grant over the weekend or in late on Friday, who joined Scunthorpe and played straight away.
3: He did. We were told on Friday that... Yeah, we, knew, known, we know nothing of Anthony Grant going to Scunthorpe. Well, we certainly did know something as soon as that press conference ended. News was that he's gone to Scunthorpe and he, he plays straight away and, and Swindon fans can only be happy for him. Ben Garner had some part in words, was that it was a very disrupted start to the season with that international break. He then got called up to Jamaica. Then, because of the circumstance of COVID at the time, he then had to isolate when he got back, which meant he was kind of, Lost a lot of time playing for swindon and and Swindon moved on during that time and he never got the opportunity to get back in, which you know possibly some fans might look at that and say it's a bit harsh others might look at that and say fair fair enough he missed the opportunity the team wanted to push forward and and Bengana and him both decided it was time to move on. One thing I want to say on this is that I'm just not sure other clubs can steal a nickname for a player can they I mean calling him the general not the general it didn't it didn't sit well with me.
0: Yeah, the general, I don't think, existed before he arrived at Swindon. A lot of fans were like, oh, he's got the same number, but he's had the number 42 his whole career, including Chelsea, and that's where it came from. So the 42 is is, is nothing to do with Swindon Town. But the general, I think, is, mm. and they, I mean, they took that on big time, but... I I wish him well except for or what February 14th or whenever it is when <laughs> when he uh, when he comes back to Swindon it'd be really really fun to see how he plays against Swindon because obviously Grant knows all of our secrets but at the same time we know all of Grant's so it, I always love it when there's a quick turnaround when players come back and see how they do and I hope it's a disaster for him but <laughs> it was it was a wonderful first season Player of the season, of course, he was. Last season was a write-off for everyone, <laughs> pretty much. And this season, he came back in that such, such some emotional circumstances when we were on our knees to play in that Supermarine friendly, and it didn't leave the building. He played pretty much every game, and then just disappeared. I'm a, you know, I'll, I'll listen to Ben Garner's comments and go. Are you sure that's just it? Um, because lots of people come and go from international duty and still find their way back in somehow, even if it's substitute appearances. And Grant was having none of that. So I'm a little bit cynical on that, but it's done now. He's gone. We wish him well, and we'll see him in a couple of weeks. In terms of players coming in, there's loads of names flying around this morning. now. So I've seen Jerome Sinclair's name mentioned and Mandela Egbo, the right back has been mentioned whether or not he's been on trial. I'm not sure, but now Kessler Hayden isn't coming back. Maybe there's, there's a place for him. Maybe it's someone nobody knows, but it sounds like there's just one signing today. Or do you think it could be two? If we take Ben Garner's word
3: at face value, then there will just be one signing coming in the door today. So Oh, two, <laughs> two, three, four, zero. <laughs> Who knows? Actually, uh, but if, we, if we go off what he said, yeah, there'll be one signing, hopefully through the door today that Swindon town are looking at working on. He maybe dropped a little bit of a hint, possibly by accident in the press conference today, uh, when he said that there'll be a new addition coming in today. Those were the words. And he actually said that when we realised that Kane Kessler-Hayden wasn't coming back, then we looked to bring, then we looked to target someone in his position. Andrew, um, sorry, Sean Hodgetts at the BBC Wilshire said, OK, so is it a right back you're bringing in? And Ben Garner said, oh, no, I didn't say a right back. I just said we're trying to bring someone in. So if you're looking at what position... I'd expect it to be in that right wing back position, but it's yet to be seen who that will be. Um, Possibly let's go and wait outside the county ground and see if we can, we can spot anyone arriving there.
0: (laughs) And of course the free agent market is still open, isn't it? So, you know, whoever we sign today are probably attached to somebody. If not, we can sign people tomorrow, Wednesday.
3: Uh, Free agents, free agents a free agent, isn't it? You know, you can always look to bring in a free agent Uh, for Swindon town. It's, it's just, my only worry with, yes, we need another player in, you could argue in that position, but when you get a lot of lone players in, you then have to try and find a way to fit a lot of lone players into your matchday squad and your starting team, which possibly always doesn't happen. And again, if you then do that, then you, you risk upsetting some of your actual players that you own at the club as well. So it's a very fine balancing act that Swindon and Ben have to do. And if they bring that new sign in today, then that'll be good business done in this transfer window.
0: Yeah, and there's also, like, you can risk annoying the parent club because they can't recall them. So you you can sort of, you can go, right, we're we're playing you on the bench, and they'll say, well, we said there'll be minutes. The long game of that is the problem because then they they won't loan us anyone after that. So, oh, transfer deadline. I'm not a fan. I used to be, but now I just find it exhausting and tedious and just everything's built up to that deadline where – there's no need. I don't think anywhere else in the world does this. I think, I think it's very much a UK thing, isn't it? The, the hype around this day,
3: the hype, Jim White and his yellow tie. That's kind of the, 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 the iconic image of transfer deadline day, isn't it? I have to admit, I'm not a massive fan of it either anymore. I think a lot of its hype is, is, has been lost over the years and, and the, the whole, the days, it used to be great, didn't it? When you'd have the days of fans being around, um, sky sports journalists and, and being able to poke things on their head and in their ears and everything like that, but that is now not the case. So, it's a very day when it's a very kind of busy day when lots of names are thrown around. Possibly at Swindon Town, there won't be as many as some other clubs, but Swindon have done business early or as early as they could. At least we we shall say probably a little bit of a late flurry there. And- one more through the door would be nice.
0: I think, I think the day Marlon Pack, Bradley Wright Phillips and Danny Green were in the building signed and sealed, but they didn't deliver because of embargoes and restrictions and so forth. I think that was the day it all turned sour for me and I've been sulking ever since. And then when people like DJ leave on, on the final day late on, it just sprinkles more. Disappointment. Sadness. More disappointment. I, I can't remember the last time. I mean, the Wellens season when Yates and Doyle came back was so high energy. It was more about them than the deadline day itself. So I don't really count that. But I just find it just such an exhausting day. And luckily, work is so busy at the moment. I don't have to spend all day refreshing and i just wait for those updates to come in. Shall we listen to your audio? Let's go for it.
3: You seem in the table at the moment, it's all getting very packed around kind of that playoff zone. How Close do you see the kind of finish to this season? Because you know, a couple of points and you're out of the playoffs, a couple more points and you're in the automatic spots. How do you see it playing out? I think it will be down to the why. I think it's been very, very close. There's a lot of teams um right in that mix. There's still teams that can come out of the pack. You look at what Mansfield have done with a, with the momentum and run. So things can change very, very quickly. Um, we just focus on ourselves. Um, we we've got to get that mentality where Uh, we want to win against Crawley Tuesday night. Let's get that done. Let's get that right. If we do that, bang, we move on to the next game. That's how you get momentum in your season. If you try and pick four, five, six games down the line or start thinking about the running, you come unstuck. Um, We've got to take the huge positives from Saturday into Tuesday night. Um, And we just need to polish up one or two areas that get us over the line. that's a fine. That is a fine. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Ben. It came through my computer. It didn't. It wasn't even my phone. <laughs> sorry Ooh, my about boy. that. Sorry. I thought it was Garnet's phone. I thought it was your phone, Ben. No, it was, mine. I it 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 was my, my phone. I was Like, take it. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, and that's a fifty-pound fine. We'll yeah. it tomorrow at the game. <laughs> Give it a charity. Give really? it a charity. Thanks a lot, Ben. Thanks for your time. <laughs> Thank you. Ryan got in trouble. <laughs> well. My phone, I have to say, my phone is always on silent but my phone today was connected to my laptop and when the phone rings, it comes through your laptop as well and of course, I wasn't on mute and then Ben told me I was going to be fined and I have to pay £50 tomorrow. I can tell you now, Swindon fans, I will not be giving anyone £50 tomorrow. In fact, it's my birthday, so if anyone wants to send me £50, you're more than welcome to. Um, Had to get that little plug in there, didn't I, Rich? But yeah, my question was, as you heard, it was, it was really about the second half of the season because we I've touched on it at the start of the presser here where we're in this really precarious position. We have a game in hand on some of the teams above us. Some of the teams below us have a game in hand on us. We're a couple of points away from dropping out of the playoffs, a couple of points away from making the automatic promotion spots. It's it's really interesting. And and as you heard Ben Garner said, he really does feel this is going to go down to the wire. For ex- excitement fan levels as a neutral like myself reporting on it, that's brilliant. Of course, you know, it's it's going to mean we could be almost at at that same stage again, whereby we get to the last game of the season. We need a win to take us into the playoffs. What drama that would be. Uh, Of course, Swindon fans don't want that to happen. Ben Gunn said we have to focus on ourselves, get that mentality where we want to win against Crawley on Tuesday night and then move on to the next game. And I just, you you mentioned how there's possibly a couple of few rumblings of frustration starting to creep in. Swindon needs to nip that in the bud. They need to get these wins. The games where they're dominating, they need to be winning by three or four goals, and then and then everyone will be happy again. I'm happy. Happy maybe isn't the word. Happy, hap- maybe not worried <laughs> is what we should say. Fans wouldn't worry again because I have to say, looking at the table, Rich, you're you're a very passionate Swindon fan. There must be a little bit of doubt or worry creeping in there.
0: No, I think I've mentioned it a few times about you know the possibility of Swindon maybe dropping down a few places i think i've mentioned before and i just want to be proved wrong on that i don't i am not going to take any satisfaction i'm not anxious i feel quite numb to the stresses of 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 success weirdly (laughs) um i'm just happy with the way the season's going i want us to go up i think we've put ourselves in a wonderful position to be at least in the playoffs and that should be the target and I don't really want to hear anyone say otherwise and ho-hum slap thigh next season's another one league two isn't fun and it's huge for this club the symbolism of going up in that first season would be tremendous and the feel-good factor would be great and when we see the caliber players they're bringing in in a league two squad just imagine what they could bring into a league one so i really want to see it happen but i'm not stressing i'm not stressing there's still 19 20 games to go and we're well up there so you know if we drop we'll, we'll know sooner rather than later but until then let's take on crawley and and give them a bloody good hiding a bloody good hiding indeed (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, i have to say rich at least today I've, I've remained in one spot for this whole podcast um there was no cars or outdoors or indoors or out walking about it's all indoors so I'm, I'm hope you've all enjoyed listening
0: yes indeed and you turned a half hour conversation into one of the most difficult edits i've ever had to do so thank you for keeping me on my toes and thank you as always until next time thank you very much thank you very much rich good run by him The Low Strangers is an independent podcast and views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The intro music of the presser is by the amazing Drag Me Down influenced by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on Swindon. <laughs> Hi Alice Pod fans, it's
2: JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy,